Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's call it Matinee Monday. Because everybody wants to be a star in the movie of life, especially in sports. Ask yourself, was your team big screen worthy? I'm your host, OG, and as always, if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. Let's dive right in. Let's start as we normally do, uh, recapping college football, the week in college football. Let's start with number one, Georgia versus Tennessee. Those dogs, those dogs, those dogs. This was good for a half. Then Kirby Smart unleashed the hounds, 41-17 Bulldogs. Number two, Alabama versus New Mexico State. As I said, this was over at kickoff, 59-3 Bama. Number three, Oregon versus Washington State. The Ducks are more, more focused than ever now, and it showed. They were too much for the Cougars, 38-24. Number four, Ohio State versus Purdue. The Buckeyes slayed the Giant Killers in a major way, 59-31 Buckeyes. Number five, Cincinnati versus South Florida. Once again, those Bearcats can't stop, won't stop, beating teams, 45-28. NCAA, what else you need to see? Number five, come on. Number six, Michigan versus Penn State. The Wolverines returned to the air raid style and pulled out one late against the Nittany Lions, 21-17. Number seven, Michigan State versus Maryland. Sparty returned to form against the Turk team that put up more fight than I anticipated but still fell 40-21. Number eight, Oklahoma versus number 13, Baylor. Shout out to my daughter, Trinity. The Bears simply came out and put the smack down on the Sooners. This really should have been worse, but still, they had lapses. Oklahoma could not get it going, even switching quarterbacks. Didn't, didn't, didn't matter. Rattler, Rattler's done. The field goal at the end, so what? The Sooners are the last ones to be talking about sportsmanship. 27-14, take that, Lincoln Riley. Sick em. Number nine, Notre Dame versus Virginia. I said if the Irish jumped out on Virginia, they would have the edge. And they did. The Cavaliers missing that starting QB. Couldn't get it going. 28-3 Irish. Number 10, Oklahoma State versus TCU. The Cowboys came, saw, and laid waste to the TCU depleted squad. There was no mercy rule, and it was ugly. 63-17, Cowboys. Number 11, Texas A&M versus number 15, Ole Miss. The Rebels played inspired and took it to the Aggies, making them look pedestrian. And simply didn't show AM simply didn't show up until late. And by then it was already over. 29-19. Number 12, Wake Forest versus number 16, NC State. Wake, Wake, Wake bounced back in a major way. Although I thought the Wolfpack would get them late. 45-42, Dima Deacons. Number 17, Auburn versus Mississippi State. The Tigers forgot one simple role. It's not over until it's over. Coke Mike, Mike Leach, the king of comebacks, and that's exactly what the Bulldogs did. Stunning Auburn, 43-34. It was 28-3 at halftime, Auburn Tigers. 43-34. Number 18, Wisconsin versus Northwestern. The batters are back in the world of the ranked teams and gave Northwestern a clinic Saturday, 35-7. Number 20, Iowa versus Minnesota. The Hawkeyes look to be in trouble again, but pulled it together and to sink Minnesota's boat, 
20, uh, number 22, San Diego State versus Nevada. The Mountain West, West Clash of the Titans and the Aztecs serve notice as to who's the big dog. 23-21, Aztecs. Number 23, UTSA versus Southern Miss. After being deadlocked at halftime, UTSA pulled away from the, the bottom drillers at Southern Miss. No upset, 27-17. Number 24, Utah versus Arizona. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Utes. The new boogeyman in college football got more than they asked for from Arizona. But when the dust cleared, it was the Utes, 38-29. Number 25, Arkansas versus LSU. The Razorbacks didn't want to get caught up in the Coach O farewell tour. Very physical game, but the Razorbacks outlasted the Tigers 16-13 in an old-fashioned alley fight. 16-13, Razorbacks. Now, some games of note. Excuse me, we had Florida State versus Miami. Did not disappoint, but on both on re, in rebuilding stage instead of reloading stages for the first time in a long time. Still a great rivalry. This one went back and forth down to the wild, but the Noles hold on as the cat as the Canes ran out of time late. 31-28. Other games to note, Texas Tech versus Iowa State. The Cyclones coming off a big win. Didn't suffer a letdown, but the Raiders just wouldn't give up and closed the deal on a 62-yard field goal to get a big win. Shout out to my guys, number 7, Adrian Fry, number 32, Tyreek Matthews, Red Raiders, 41-38. Another game of note, Texas versus Kansas. I really don't know what the future holds for the Longhorns or their coach. Five straight losses. The truth of the matter is, they fired Tom Herman too soon because he refused to bow to the, the powers that be at Texas. Now you got your guy. Welcome to the fallout. The transfer portal is going to be full of Longhorn players leaving. Stay tuned. At our HBCU watch, we had Jackson State this weekend. Uh, shout out to Deion Sanders. He was back on the sideline, albeit in a wheelchair, but great to see him back. Jackson State, Jackson State versus Southern. 21-17, Jackson State. Tennessee State versus Austin P. Shout out to uh, Eddie George, coach of Tennessee State. But they fall, fall to Austin P. 36-7. Uh, we had Campbell versus Hampton. 28-21, Hampton. Nova State versus Delaware State. 28-26, Delaware State. And finally, we had Howard versus North Carolina Central. 45-27, North Carolina Central. That's all we have for the collegiate ranks. We're going to move over to what we love, the, the big boys in pro football. First, we're going to start out with my Cowboys, Dallas versus Atlanta. I thought this would be close with all the storylines, but not the case. The Cowboys offense was clicking on all cylinders, and the defense showed up late first quarter. Dan Quinn's revenge, 43-3, them boys. Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. No Gronk, no Antonio Brown for TB12, usually no problem, but not today. Two, in two interceptions, even after losing Chase Young, a 19-play drive shut the door on the Bucks. Washington football team, 29-19. Jacksonville versus the Colts. The Colts controlled the game until late when the Jacks put two straight scores, scoring drives together, but the Colts hold on, 23-17. Cleveland versus New England. Like I said, no chub, no chance. After playing it close in the first quarter, 
Baker threw an INT, and the snowball started downhill. Charlie Checkdown made sure to capitalize on the opportunities the defense afforded. 45-7. Patriots. Saints versus Tennessee. The Saints offense has only really clicked once this year. The uncertainty at quarterback makes them vulnerable. But the Titans played great team football despite catching the injury bug and held off a late Saint rally, 23-21. Saints, you might need to invest in another kicker. Fifth of the year. Pittsburgh versus Detroit. This game was ugly but entertaining. Everybody played hard and nobody lost. The Steelers survived with no bend. And Detroit quarterback stepped up enough not to lose. But hats off to both defenses. They made it a struggle all day. 16-16, first tie of the year. Then we got old Bills Jets. There was a Josh Allen sighting today as he lit up the Jets and the defense piled on, forcing Mike White into four interceptions, 45-17 Bills. Panthers versus the Cardinals. The return of Cam Jarrell Newton. And return he did. The Cardinals, no Kyler Murray, and Colt McCoy, usually a steady backup, did not get in rhythm. But Cam looked like old Cam, and they dispatched the Cardinals 34-10. Kyler, you need to get well soon. Vikings versus the Chargers. Captain Kirk beamed in on Justin Jefferson all game while the defense held Mr. Herbert to pedestrian numbers and get by the Chargers 27-20. Eagles versus the Broncos. Jalen Hurts still out there proving everybody wrong, including me, as he led the Eagles on a winning expedition in mile high, pounding the Broncos on the ground, eating up clock, and keeping Teddy two gloves on the sideline. It all adds up to one thing. Can you say ball game? 30-13 Eagles. Okay, we had the Seahawks versus the Packers. It was hard to watch on both sides. Both star quarterbacks made their returns. Only Rodgers looked like his former self. Russell was uncharacteristically awful. And the Packers win in the snow. 17-0. That's all I have for the NFL. Keeping you updated. We're going to, like I said, uh, Friday, we're going to get you uh, caught up on the basketball. No scores from last night. I'm just going to go from uh, Eastern Conference to Western Conference. Right now in the Eastern Conference, uh, teams 1 through 15, the Washington Wizards are on top. Uh, new coach, Wes Unsell Jr., if you know who Wes Unsell is, uh, one of the best players in, in Washington history. He's in the Hall of Fame. And this new team, coached by his son, is playing team ball. Bradley Beal is the catalyst, the lead dog with Montrez Harrell. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got a bunch of dogs. And they're playing team ball, which is rarely done in today's NBA. So they're sitting on top of the pile right now. Good luck to Washington. Brooklyn is in the two seat. Of course, you got Durant and Harden. Uh, everybody's worried about if Kyrie's coming back or not. If they don't play some defense, they're not going to have to worry about Kyrie. But right now, they're looking good in a, in, a, in a two position, and I don't think they'll win a championship without Kyrie unless the defensive prowess picks up and doesn't look too good at the time. Like I said, they got a kid sitting on the bench named Dayron Sharp from UNC. Might want to give him a look. Moving on to the third spot, you got Chicago. You got DeRozan. You got Lonzo Ball. You got Zach Levine. 
this team is, is opening a lot of eyes. You got two of the best wings in the game, but they're not number one. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news. DeMar DeRozan is not a number one. That's why they rolled him out of Toronto. Zach Levine, great talent. He's not a number. He's got number one talent. He doesn't have number one mentality. I keep telling people, you can't drop 45 points and come back the next night and drop 12. Inconsistency has followed him throughout his career, even in Minnesota. Zach, they're doing what they're supposed to do right now, but the real guy that has to step up is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo has to get over this passive, aggressive thing that he's on. He's, he's playing great basketball right now, but Lonzo, we don't need 17, 8, and 6. We need 21, 10, and 5. We need to step it up. Uh, so shock at number four is Cleveland with the youngsters. Uh, with Sexton going down and not getting a contract extension, I feel bad for him. The young back court of him and Garland were going to be good for years, but with him going down with the with the injury, I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, Evan Mobley, uh, the the first round draft pick, he's playing well. He's he's, a, he's at a good pace right now. He, he's only going to get better. But Jared Allen, Jared Allen is the guy I wish that had never left. That they should have left out in the Brooklyn trade because he's tearing it up. Kevin Love, whenever he plays, he's in and out of the lineup. But these young guns are playing well, and they got themselves locked into the four seed right now. Philly, Embiid, you got Embiid, no Ben Simmons. You got uh, Maxie's playing great ball. Tobias Harris, uh, Embiid's hurt already. It's going to be hard for him to carry the load when he misses 20, 30 games a year. Seth Curry stepped up in a big way. Uh, the whole Ben Simmons saga, I don't know how this is going to end. Uh, he's going to have to man up and put the Philly uniform on and play his way out of town. Other than that, this soap opera is going to go on and on and on and on. And they're not going to win anything. Miami, got Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebato, Kyle Lowry. These guys are the tough guys. But can they score enough points in the playoffs? Because I'm just not believing Tyler Hero and Duncan are going to be the guys that shoot them into the playoffs. Tyler Hero, you want to be mentioning the same breath as Trey and the rest of those guys? First of all, you're a six-man. Six-man don't get the same contracts that guys that lead their, lead their teams to the, to the conference finals. Yeah, so check yourself. You're having a good year, but let's see if that continues. Let me go to Toronto. You got Van Fleet, Siakam is back. You got Scotty Barnes coming in from Florida State, who was my pick for rookie of the rookie of the year. He's playing great. I still think they're they're going to be a factor in the in the East. I don't. I think they're they're missing something. I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's just experience, but they're going to be something to reckon with down down the line, especially when Siakam gets in game shape. Now everybody's screaming about the Knicks. Randall, Rose, yeah, they're great for now, but Julius Randall is not going to be the catalyst to taking them to the finals. I mean, he's a good player. He's not a one. I mean, he has a one mentality, but the talent don't match up. I mean, he's great at what he does. He's a volume shooter, and, and when he's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's off. Derrick Rose is not past it. He's steady, but uh, R.J. Barrett, good, good young player. Not special, but a good young player. I see them being middle of the pack. I, I, see, I do see them in the playoffs. Now, Charlotte has some special players. You got Lamella Ball. You got Bridges uh, and Howard, the veteran. These guys are, are exciting to watch. 
I mean, they're so up and down, though. They, they need to improve on their consistency. Other than that, uh, they're going to be a problem. If they if they get some inside presence and play a little bit more defense, they, they're going to be a problem. They can get at you on any night. So, Number 10, Boston. Tatum, Brown, and Smart. The leaderless team. Somebody needs to take the reins. Schroeder looks like he's he's headed toward that. Uh, like I said, Tatum and Tatum is just out of control. He's just too much in love with shooting threes. Brown is a steady player, but I don't. He's the come up guy, and nobody's paying attention because they're so enamored with Tatum. But Brown is that guy. He does it all. He's like a Scotty, a more a Scotty Pippen, but he scores more. Smart is the glue. They don't understand. He's the glue that keeps them all together. He's the reason they don't get blown out as much as they do. I tell you what, Boston, how about just go get IT back and solve all your problems? Yeah, do that. After that, 11, you got Giannis and the. You got Giannis and Milwaukee. They got a lot of injuries right now, but the, the core is still there. They're down in 11 right now, but they won't be there for long. Indiana, who's going to be Indiana's my sleeper team because you got Brogdon, Calvert, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. These guys just got to get repetitions playing together. It's going to be crazy when they get it together. Atlanta's down at 13. You got Trey, Collins, and Cam Reddish. Another thing I think they got a hangover for making the conference finals last year. They just need to get it together. Trey, you need to listen. The more you score, the less they win. Spread it around, my man. And you'll be back in position. 14, Orlando, Cole Anthony, and Suggs. I didn't really think it was going to work out. But it actually is. I mean, they're down at 14. They're young. They're building. Nobody's really expecting them to do a lot. But they're fun to watch. Number 15, Detroit. Like I said before the draft, K. Cunningham is really not going to change the fortunes of Detroit at this point. It's him and Grant right now. They're young. They have too many of the same player there. I don't know what dynamic they're trying to, to get to, to to form their team. But like I said, I didn't think. Cunningham's a good player. He's just not going to change their fortunes as of right now. Moving over to the Western Conference. Got Golden State, Steph Curry. Steph is finally seasoned and ready to take on that leadership role. And uh, he's got a band of brothers. Proper light skin to go with them. They are dangerous. They're, they're the best team in the league. And it's crazy to watch. Shades of the 2016 team, they might be a little bit deeper. Got Phoenix in the two spot in the West. Paul, Booker, and Aiden with the Sarver thing going on right now. And Aiden not getting re-signed. I'm, I'm betting they wish they had to re-sign them now because I'm thinking he's not going to re-sign and their run to the playoffs this year, they're going to have more roadblocks than they had last year. So, we'll see. Got Utah, Mitchell, Clark, Gobert. I still say Utah is going to be at the, they're going to be at the top, the rankings in the Western Conference, but they're not going nowhere with Donald, Donovan Mitchell as their number one. He needs some help. Uh, Dallas, same thing with Luka. Luka can score all the points in the world. He doesn't have anybody to go with him. Porzingis checked out. A season and a half ago. Uh, only shining light is Brunson. Brunson is running the point. Uh, but Luka takes the ball out of his hands too much. And Hardaway is a shooter. He's just a shooter. So good luck with that. Denver. Uh, with Jamal Murray possibly out again for the season. Is all on Joker. Porter's hurt again. They gave him all that money. 
and he's fragile. So I don't know how that's going to work out. I honestly think Denver's missed their window and it's over with. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. They might even make it to the second round. But as of right now, I think their window's closed. Coaching change and another player. That's what they need. I'm going to go to the Clippers. Paul George, Reggie Jackson, trying to do their thing, trying to hold down the fort until Kawhi comes back. Terrence Mann, they thought would play a bigger role this year. He just hasn't made it there yet. But I, I see him coming. I don't think Kawhi's coming back this year. So I think they need to go ahead and embrace that. I think Mann needs to take more chances to get him a three-headed monster instead of just a two. The Lakers, AD, Russ, LeBron. LeBron's been out for almost two weeks now with some phantom injury. I guess abdominal strain. Russ still hasn't uh, got the closing thing down. And AD, uh, I'll say AD has asserted himself a, a little more. Lakers, you only have to do one thing. When the game's on the line, get Rajon Rondo off the bench and let him run the point and not Russ. Just a thought. Memphis, Ja Morant is for real. And everybody knows it. Uh, Jaron Jackson, coming back off the injury from last year, it's not really holding down his end of the bargain. I understand he's coming back, but he needs to play better. Uh, Dylan just got back, had a big game the other night. So they're dangerous. They're just now uh, the, the three-headed monster in Memphis. They just got to get more playing time together. I think they'll be okay. They're going to be in the playoffs, no doubt. Portland, got Dane, McCollum, and Powell. Somebody tell Chauncey that these are not the 2004 Pistons. Dame is not him. McCollum is not not Rip. And I don't know who Powell's not be because he's not close to being uh, uh, my man from Kentucky. But, yeah, they're running that, playing that slow down. It's not going to work, Chauncey. Okay, C, Shea Gillis, Alexander, upcoming star. Uh, Chris Paul showed him how to lead, and, and he's doing just that with little Dort. They're beating the Lakers twice. Tells you all you need to know. Uh, these guys are going to be good down the road, depending on uh, if they keep Shea or not. So stay tuned. Uh, it's always a game when they're playing. They, they don't give up. They play hard. Sacramento, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Hill. The fact that Buddy Hill is still coming off the bench is indictment on uh, their coach. Luke should have been fired. That's just the facts. And now that Harrison Barnes is the, the leading scorer and you've got guys sitting on the bench because of contract situations, yeah. And and, and Darren Fox, nobody's heard about Darren Fox. He's having one of his best seasons. It's always been a train wreck in Sacramento, so why not clean house again? Okay, then Minnesota. You got Cat, Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell. Edwards is a real one. He's there. He's, he's, he's trying to make his mark. Cat has been pouting. He wants to get traded. And Russell shows up every other game. I hope with the new ownership in Minnesota, they get somebody in there that gets players in there that want to be there, and maybe they can make a run. Because this every other year thing is tired and it's old. San Antonio, it's just Murray and Pop System. Bunch of no-name guys. Uh, they're doing the best they can at, at this point. It's time for Pop to step down. Houston, you got Green, Porter Jr. They're the backcourt of the future, they say. They're taking their lumps this year. They haven't looked particularly good, but they're going to have some growing pains. Hopefully, they'll be better next year. 
And finally in New Orleans, you got you got Zion and Brandon Ingram, the two Duke guys. Zion hasn't seen a court in forever. And Brandon Ingram, he really doesn't have any help down there in New Orleans. That's also they either need to get Zion out of town and get some guys in there that want to play in New Orleans. Because it's the same thing over and over and over again. Will we see Zion this year? Nobody really knows. Okay, we're going to take a little look at uh, college basketball. We're just going to do top 20 real quick. Gonzaga's ranked number one. They're overrated every year. They just beat Texas last night. And that's the only team they'll play until they get to the tournament. They're talking about they play everybody. Uh, no, they don't. UCLA should be the number one team and probably the best team in the country. You got number three, Kansas. They're, they're the big 12 champions every year. So other than that, I don't know. Uh, haven't had a got a, a read on them yet. Villanova, they reloaded. Jay Wright has reloaded. They're, they're pretty good this year. Texas. Chris Beard's going to have the same problem that Shaka had when he was there. Even though he got some guys out of transfer portal, they didn't look bad against Gonzaga, but they didn't necessarily look good either. So they're ranked number five right now, but I'm looking for them to fall. Michigan is ready. Jawan Howard, his guys, his guys are ready. They're ready. They should be ranked higher. Purdue is unknown. Haven't got a scouting on them. Baylor reloaded. I don't know why they're down at number eight. There's only maybe two teams in the top seven that that I think could beat them. But they got them down at number eight. Duke at number nine. Duke is not as good as they're touting them. You'll find out as soon as they play another team with just as much talent or close to enough talent. They're big. They're strong. But they're at number nine. They should be farther down. Kentucky at 10 is kind of a wait and see. They've got real players, but no chemistry. So it's a wait and see. Illinois, like I said, unknown. We really don't know. Memphis, Penny Hardaway's team, they're going to be solid this year. They don't have a star, star standout, but they're going to be solid. They're going to be in the mix. Number 13, Oregon is the best in the West. That's all you need to say. Nobody's really going to beat them out there. Number 14, Alabama is unknown. I don't, I don't have a scouting on them. Number 15, Houston. Houston's going to be good, but they're young. Uh, number 16, Arkansas, unknown. Number 17, Ohio State, unknown. Number 18, Tennessee, unknown. Number 19, UNC is underrated. They got us stuck at 19. We should be more around 10 or 11. Florida State's number 20. They're solid, even though they took a, took a loss last night. 21, Maryland, it's way too low. Their season, they should, should be around 15. Auburn at 22 is way underrated. They should be top 20 also. St. Bonaventure at number 23. They got a bunch of seniors, but they're really unknown. They're going to make some noise in the tournament this year. Number 24 is UConn back in the mix, but they're unknown. We really don't know what who they have. And number 25 is UVA, who shouldn't be ranked because they got beat by Navy on Saturday. Okay, that's pretty much all I have for Monday. Uh, do my quick shout-out. Quick shout-out to my brother from another mother, Mr. Charles Crabb Jr., who tied the knot yesterday. Congratulations to him and his beautiful wife. To find a wife is a good thing. I wish you, I wish you two the best. 
and and you know you family. So that only means one thing. We forever believe that. I'm your host OG. This is Tilt and I'm O U T.